Hi, I'm Bridget Wood, and you're listening to Miso Scoop. Now, just listen to this for one moment. This is the sound I'm probably most familiar with in all of Tokyo. What you just heard there is the Tokyo metro system. The trains arriving, the trains coming constantly like clockwork for about 19 hours each day. It's cheap, well, cheap compared to Brisbane. It's fast and clean, except on a Friday night when things get a little more rowdy in Tokyo. The typical Japanese front is washed away by a lot of alcohol and the entertainment begins. It's important to check your train seat on a Friday night for fear of sitting in a wet, strangely urine smelling seat. But apart from surviving my Friday night train trips home, I've also had a few other tales of survival this week. Number one, I've been cohabiting this week with a brown hairy man. A particularly nasty looking brown hairy spider that jumps, and I repeat, jumps, has taken up abode in my apartment. It's one of those thick and hairy, mean looking spiders who appear at all the wrong times. I found it on my pillow when I was getting into bed one night. He's quite difficult to catch thanks to the fact he can leap like some real life Spider Man, but we came to some sort of truce where I didn't see him unless I was really looking hard. That is, until he ended up in my soapy, boiling hot sink of washing up. Look, one of us survived to tell the tale, and I'm glad it wasn't him. My number two tale of survival this week is that I had my first experience with the Japanese medical system. You see, my work sends us all off for a complimentary health check every year, all expenses paid. I mean, I thought we were just going in for a consult with the doctor, a GP, but that all changed when I arrived at reception and was handed a surgical gown to change into. I was led into a huge room full of people that reminded me more of a Centrelink office than doctors. Scattered across the room w a s different stations of health. Think of it as circuit training for health services. So, first I went to the hearing test before moving one seat over to the eye test before moving on to the next table for blood pressure. You get the story. I mean, I had everything done to me from blood tests to ECG tests, x rays. Nothing is getting past these Japanese doctors. My third and final story of survival this week is the earthquake. So, last podcast, I talked about my earthquake preparation and then what goes and happens an earthquake. There are a lot of people down south who are really suffering with thousands still in evacuation centers, so donate if you can. But in Tokyo, we can't really complain at all. My first experience of an earthquake literally involved me sitting at my desk at work and thinking that a huge truck just drove by. Apparently not. However, I now have actually double checked my earthquake kit just in case. But now that I've had the chance to settle in and feel like I've got a bit more of a handle on how to live in Tokyo, it's time to start telling you about some of the cool places I've actually been to. First of all, starting with Asakasa, 
one of the first places I went to in Japan and revisited last week to explore it in a bit more detail. So, Asakasa, spelled A S A K U S A, is in the northeast of the city, and despite not hanging out with the Shibuya, Shinjuku, or Harajukus of Tokyo, it still is one of the main tourist areas in Japan, thanks to the enormous Sensoji Temple. Sensoji is this amazing Buddhist temple built in the 7th century. You can go in, enjoy the incense, the woman in kimonos, toss your money into the pit. The rattling sound calls the spirits. Sensoji Temple also allows you to have your fortune read. You pay just 100 yen, just over a dollar, and pull out a number. That number then corresponds to one of the many silver drawers in the temple, and you can pull out your fortune. If bad luck was predicted, you tie it to one of the many rods surrounding the temple and hope that the ancestors are kind and decide that it is not necessarily your fate. Now, Asakasa is located on the East Sumida River. So, this is an old area of town. It's famous for centuries as the entertainment district. And while a lot of this is gone, apparently a lot of it was bombed in World War II, Asakasa is a really fab place to go shopping. The main street, Nakamise Dori, is full of fantastic shops, and while a lot of it is souvenir based, if you get off the main drag and start exploring the alleys and side streets, you'll just find this treasure trove of traditional arts and crafts and gifts. There's a number of Japanese antique shops here as well, so you pack some yen and away you go. You're gonna find the coolest stuff here. More excitingly, this is a hotspot for festivals, and in the springtime, you can find plenty of traditional celebrations crawling their way through the streets. Another awesome reason to visit Asakasa is the food. Here, you can try more traditional festival foods, such as a sweet hot bread, which is so delicious, and a warm sake, which, if you like sake, you're gonna love. If not, it's probably not your thing. If spending time amongst all this gets you in the traditional mood, Akasaka is an area where you can rent a kimono and pretend to be a geisha for a day. So, for about $50, you are completely styled up and sent off to explore. And even if you aren't one for dress ups, the many women wandering the streets in kimonos is just gorgeous. So, the temple's free, the area is amazing, and it's super easy to get through from both JR and Metro lines. So, I really recommend checking it out if you're ever in Tokyo. So, until next week, thanks for listening to Miso Scoop the Podcast. <laughs>